You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. What's going on, everybody? Nathan King here from the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Wanted to just remind everybody about one of our great sponsors here on the 24-7 Sports Network, and that is Homefield Apparel. What is Homefield Apparel? You guys, the premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis that produces incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs like Auburn and all of their great logos and designs um, that they've had throughout their history. Homefield digs through the archives and history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. Obviously, one of their most popular collections is the Auburn collection now. Now over 20 pieces in total on their site, homefieldapparel.com. If you guys were anywhere on social media, you you were part of the Peacock movement. Um, if you're an Auburn fan of the Auburn basketball season, they've got a great Peacock shirt and Peacock hoodie that says Auburn Hoops. Easily my favorite design of theirs. Um, it's a great, great piece of uh, piece of work for an Auburn fan to pick up to commemorate this basketball season. You guys can still get 15% off your first purchase at homefieldapparel.com with the code Auburn Undercover. That's all caps, all one word, Auburn Undercover. Please go check it out. You guys love their product, have loved it for a really long time. If you guys have been anywhere in the world of college athletics in the past couple of years in terms of social media, like I talked about, they have been phenomenal. They've done a really good job of branding themselves and they back it up with a great product and Auburn is one of their biggest sellers like that new Peacock uh, jacket I was just telling you guys about. So be sure to go pick that up. Get 15% off your first purchase. Again, promo code, all caps, Auburn undercover at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. Here on the Auburn Undercover Podcast, we are proud to be partnered with Prime Shrimp, a New Orleans-based shrimp company, to offer our listeners some delicious, easy-to-cook shrimp in just minutes. These guys have been peeling shrimp since the 40s, and they are excited to offer you guys restaurant-quality shrimp straight to your door in under 10 minutes without the usual mess and fuss. Take the frozen pouch out of your freezer, drop in a pot of boiling water, and again, it's ready to serve however you want it in 10 minutes. You guys can head over to primeshrimp.com and with promo code Auburn247, all caps, all one word, you can get $20 off your first order. Again, that's code Auburn247, all caps, all one word for $20 off your first order. If you don't love it, get your money back. Their flavors include Signature Season, French Quarter Alfredo, Garlic Herb Butter, and the Louisiana Shrimp Boil, which is personally my favorite. I'll tell you guys what I've done three or four times. Grab a loaf of French bread, bake it until it's crispy, get some lettuce, whatever other toppings you want, stuff some Louisiana Shrimp Boil, in there and get yourself a po' boy. It is absurdly good. Get you some frozen French fries, pop them in the oven while you're making it, and it's super easy, super tasty seafood meal in like 20 minutes by the time you're done with everything. Remember, guys, use code AUBURN247, all one word, all caps, $20 off your first purchase at primeshrimp.com. back everybody another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. Hope everybody is having a good July so far. First time we've linked up with y'all since the 4th of July. So hope everybody had a good holiday weekend. We've, we've brought back the round table um, for the first time really since the season I think. Well we Christian hasn't been on here yet 
Um, but we we had one a couple a couple weeks ago with Mark and Jason. So this is Christian's first roundtable. But I had a had an idea for a podcast today. As we bring everybody here on the screen, we got Christian, we got Jason, we got Mark. Um, you know, we've been previewing the schedule. We've been going through game by game and having podcast hosts on to talk about their thoughts on whatever team it is that they cover. Um, next up in that will be the week seven game at Ole Miss. But I thought it would be interesting for us to all go through and talk about not the easiest games, not the hardest games, not, you know, not picking the games, not saying which games you think Auburn's going to win, um, but by confidence. So the exercise here is, is similar to the bowl pick em system. Um, I think ESPN, I haven't done that in, in years, but you know, however many bowl games there are, you know, whatever game you're most confident in, you give that a 38. You know, if you if they win that game, then you get 38 points. And then on the opposite end, whatever game you're least confident in, you're only going to give that one point. So it's the same system here. Everybody, uh, everybody is aware of the rules. Um, so everybody has brought their 12 through one rankings here to the table. Um, and Jason had the good idea to go through by ranking and not by week of the schedule. Um, so if that's not super confusing for everybody, we're going to go ahead and um, get rolling here with number 12. I assume we've all got the same one. Um, why don't we go, if, if you guys are seeing it, we'll go Jason, Christian, and then Mark, and then we'll snake it back every time. Um, so we'll start with Jason and then go to Christian, then Mark, and then Mark, Christian, Jason. For number 12 here, which game, Jason, are you the most confident that Auburn is going to win and would be the most surprised if Auburn didn't win in the 2022 season? Yeah, you know, I got to start right out of the gate. I'm assuming that most people probably put Mercer at 12. Um, that's what I have at number 12. Um, I, I think that's that's one that just from a physical standpoint, uh, depth, everything that matters in that scenario, I, I think that's a game that, that you have to expect that would be – should be the easiest on, on the Auburn schedule. Yeah, I've Christian, got I assume you agree. Same, yeah, same reasoning. I mean, season opener, you're not going to be coming in with any injuries or – any low morale or any other really exterior factors, most likely Mercer at 12. Yeah, I've got Mercer at 12. And even though they're ranked in a lot of variety of FCS polls, the Southern Conference has some pretty good teams in football. And uh, you remember last year, Mercer gave Alabama some problems. You go back and look at the statistics of that game. Uh, Alabama did not dominate Mercer, but still – Auburn recruits at a different level than Mercer. And like Christian said, opening game, there'll be excitement. Auburn should be healthy. I mean, to me, this is the obvious choice for the easiest game on the schedule. Yeah, I tend to agree as well. Like you, like everybody has said, the talent level being FCS competition, while they have done some good things in their own right in the past few seasons. Really, I, I think maybe another group of five team could fall beneath them if it weren't for these other two group of five teams that they're playing, because I think both San Jose state and Western Kentucky have a little bit of respective trickiness um, to them. And so, yeah, I've got Mercer at number 12 as well. Mark, get us started now with, uh, with number 11. I assume we're all going to be on the same page here, but, uh, but maybe not. I'm going with the Spartans of San Jose state. Um, pretty good offense, suspect defense. They got to make the trip all the way across the country. Uh, another early season game for Auburn where uh, the Tigers should be pretty healthy and shouldn't have depth concerns. So, you know, this is a game Auburn could lose, but I think it's unlikely that will happen. Yeah, I went San Jose State as well. Um, I kind of tossed around them in Western Kentucky and 10-11 there a little bit, but because it's an early season game, um, 
going with San Jose State 11. Auburn should be able to take care of business here. But like Mark kind of said, you do have to be careful. You could look at a Georgia State type situation if you mess around um, and don't take it too serious at the beginning of the season there. Yeah, the only thing for me that it's San Jose State for me, the only thing that makes this one really interesting is the familiarity with with the San Jose State staff and Brian Harson and the Boise State you know guys on the staff because they they played them a couple of times, um, beat them for a championship one year, and so there's a lot of familiarity with what Auburn wants to do. Um, but other than that, I, I don't think this is one. You look at them, and the one issue they have is they don't have a, a really explosive offense. Uh, if they were able to score a bunch of points and do those things, that might put a little bit more scare. But I think early in the season, for me, it's San Jose State. Yeah, new quarterback for them, guy with a lot of experience, Siobhan Cordero, I believe, um, pronouncing that correctly. He comes over from Hawaii. Um, but like like Jason and Mark both both touched on, um, you know, it's you're not necessarily looking at an explosive offense there. But um, I believe their defensive line returns a lot of production. And like Jason said, you are going to have that familiarity that – could go both ways. It could be a good thing for Brian Harson and Auburn. They've seen this team might allow them to, to be even more effective in this game, or it could be a good thing for San Jose state. And you're looking at like what Christian talked about. You messed around with a team last season that had pretty similarly had actually a decent defensive line and sort of a dual threat quarterback in Georgia state. And that game came down to the very end. Um, but I'm, I'm the same way. I've got San Jose state there um, at number 11. And so I feel like because, because we didn't differ there, we're also not going to differ at number 10. Unless you guys are really down on Missouri, I have a feeling where we're all going um, with number 10. Jason, I, I assume you've got Western Kentucky here. Yeah, West Kentucky there. You know, I, I think it's a really dangerous football team, especially when it falls on the schedule. When you start talking about where this thing, you know, winds up for Auburn at the end of the year, um, it's between Texas A&M and Alabama. You played – you know, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Texas A&M, the three previous games, three physical football games there. And then you have to turn around and play West Kentucky, who's, you know, they got a lot of talent back from a team that won games. And I think they got 12 or 13 guys on preseason all-conference teams. So it's kind of by by default that they're number 10, but it's it's a dangerous game in my opinion. Yeah, I would certainly agree with that. Um, The biggest thing for me is, you know, uh, Zach Kitley, I think his name was the offensive coordinator who Auburn kind of looked at a little bit there. He's gone. Uh, Bailey Zappi has gone the quarterback. Um, but by the time you get to the end of the season, you'll kind of have some of those kinks figured out. You'll know a little bit more about your quarterback. Um, little, know a little bit more about the offense, excuse me, and you'll kind of be rolling a little bit. So it is definitely a very dangerous game that you have to look out for there. Um, like Jason talked about, kind of sandwiched between some tough games and then the Iron Bowl there to end it. But Auburn should be able to take care of business here. Last year, uh, Western Kentucky went on the road and gave Michigan State and Indiana really good games, and they played a good Army team very well, too. So I think they'll be prepared for the talent level they're going to face at Auburn. The only problem I see, potential problem I see for Auburn in this game is they get the pass rushers injured. You know, Auburn's not got a lot of proven guys in that spot. And if they're going to drop back and throw the ball 45, 50 times, you'd like to get some pressure on this team. So uh, as long as Auburn's relatively healthy, this is a game it should win, but it's not a walkover. Yeah, for me, this is this sort of represents a move to the next tier. Now, Western Kentucky might be in this tier all by itself, but I think this is a little bit more you know, significant of a challenge than the other 
teams on the schedule than the other non-Power 5 teams um, on the schedule because, like Mark said, their ability to throw the ball around the yard. I know that you know Zach Kitley is gone, and obviously you know record-setting. They're the number one passing offense, I think, in the country. Last year, they lost a couple receivers to transfer um, as well, but they're bringing in Jared Daigie from uh, from West Virginia. He is the most experienced quarterback Auburn will face all season long in terms, I believe it's like 61 career starts or something like that. Going back, he was at West Virginia. Before that, he was at Bowling Green, um, a guy that was really comfortable throwing the ball at West Virginia, put up some decent numbers there in the Big 12. And so, like Christian was mentioning, this, I mean, this is a kind of a body blow game between two of the most talented defensive lines in all of college football at, at Texas A&M and Alabama. If Auburn's beat up, or like Jason said, if, if things aren't going so hot for the season, I think you know a team that's going to maybe be ripe for an upset is a team that throws the ball 60 times on a, on a gas defense. And so obviously that's, that's not going to be the norm for this game, probably nine times out of 10. Auburn will be just fine here, but I do think this is a little bit bigger of a challenge than either San Jose State or Mercer present. And so now we will get into the SEC plus Penn State. You know, obviously a non-conference game there, but still sort of in the same league as the SEC competition. Moving on now to number nine. I've got Missouri. That's that's my number nine. Um, Mark, are you going with Missouri as well, or do you think Auburn's got another easier team in the SEC? I've got LSU at number nine, Nathan. Okay. And the reason why the home team normally wins in this series, uh, there's a new coaching staff. They've gone through an immense amount of change. In Baton Rouge, I was not impressed with the offensive line last year at LSU. And, you know, if you don't have a good offensive line, that's a big problem, particularly going on the road in the SEC. So I really like Auburn's chances in this game. Well, Mark and I are going to be way different on LSU. Um, I've got Mizzou um, at number nine. I just don't think very highly of Mizzou this season. I think the one interesting aspect there is you have the Drinkwitz and Brian Harson connection um, from previous stops. But, I mean, I just don't think this Mizzou team is very talented. Don't see a lot of quarterback. Running back is gone now. I mean, they've got Luther Burden at wide receiver, but one wide receiver can't carry you in a road SEC game. So I think Auburn really shouldn't have too much trouble um, with Mizzou there. Yeah, I've got Missouri, but but I, I think it's dangerous just because they have the potential to score some points. Because I mean, Eli's a guy that that knows offense. He can do it some different ways. Uh, he can dial up some run game with a quarterback, and and you know they bring in you know, a couple athletic transfer quarterbacks, guys that can make some plays, including a guy that from Southern Miss that that has a ton of yards passing for Southern Miss. And so, I think it's an interesting game. Um, yeah, I do think it's, to, in my opinion, the easiest of the league games for Auburn. But I do think this is a Missouri team that can create some issues for Auburn because of, you know, offensively they can score points. They recruited pretty well last year now. Will those young guys be ready to roll, you know, in week five and and step up and, and take on some of those things? I think that's that's a question mark. But um, I have Missouri at this number nine spot. Yeah, so with nine confidence points, we have three Missouris. Um, and one LSU, and I'm excited to see the difference between Christian and Mark's LSU. I wonder, I wonder how far down the line we'll get there. Yeah, I mean, you lose Tyler Beatty, one of the best running backs in the SEC. Um, Connor Bazelak has gone to Indiana. Brady Cook is probably, from talking to Max Baker a couple episodes ago in our schedule preview, he thinks Brady Cook will probably be the guy there. And I don't know if I have a bunch of confidence in, in Brady Cook going on the road in his first SEC Start winning that game. Um, you talk about Luther Burton there, Christian. Um, it sounds like he's their number one receiver by a huge margin. And so 
the game plan might just be to loft the ball to him a million times. And so, you know, like Jason said, they do have talent. And with, with Drinkwitz, number one, you've got the factor of him wanting to go against his his uh, his former coach, but also he's a, he's a great offensive coach as well. But so we got three, three nine confidence points for uh, or nine confidence points. Three of them are for Missouri and one of them is for LSU. And so we'll go back around now. We've now to eight. I am on LSU here. Um, Jason, where, who do you have with your eighth confidence point? I got Mississippi State here. Um, okay. I, 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 I think it, the matchup, obviously Auburn loses that game last year. Uh, no business losing that game last year at any you know, stretch of the imagination. And Mississippi State, I mean, they got some offensive weapons, but that's a team that that you would expect this Auburn defense to match up pretty well with. And defense is not, it's not a strength of, of the Bulldogs. Um, I think if if not for just a, a crazy set of circumstances, Auburn win that, wins that game going away last year. Um, and even though Starkville can be a difficult place to play at times, I put Mississippi State here in this spot. Yeah, I also have Mississippi State. Um, I just think Auburn is coming into this game fired up. I don't see a world really where Auburn loses this game. I think they have something to prove. Um, I don't think you're going to see Auburn give up a crazy amount of unanswered points. Um, I don't obviously, you know, last year with Bo Nix getting hurt as well didn't help that, but it was mostly on the defense. So I think Auburn comes into this Mississippi State game with something to prove, um, looking for a little bit of revenge from last season. Um, I feel pretty confident they'll be able to take care of business there because, I mean, realistically, they should have won last year's game. And they should have won it pretty big, but obviously they blow it. And I think they're going to remember that. And I think they're going to try and get some revenge this year. Mark, who you got? Yeah, I've got Missouri in this spot. And uh, I think Missouri is going to be a lot more talented than it was last year. You know, I think it's going to win more games. And I think Eli is one of the best coaches in the league. So this is mostly me believing in Eli, uh, what he can do as a play caller and uh, talk to somebody on the Missouri staff who told me he thinks the team's going to be better and I trust his opinion. So that's why I've got Missouri where I've got them. All right. So we're starting to get a little bit of variety there um, in the eight point range. So two Mississippi States between um, Christian and Jason Mark's got Missouri. Um, and then I've got LSU. So Mark, start us off now with uh, who you've got seven confidence points. We're starting to come down here. To the middle, we're getting a little bit more shaky, but maybe still leaning Auburn. Who do you have with seven? I don't points? think you're going to like my pick, some of you guys. Number seven, I've got Arkansas. I think they were a fortunate team last year. A lot of things went their way. They're good, but you know, I don't think they've got more talented players than Auburn. And as long as Auburn's healthy, this game being at Jordan Hare Stadium, I think Auburn's going to win the game. Uh, Arkansas has got a very tough schedule. Might be a bit beat up by the time they get to Jordan-Hare Stadium. The uh, big X factor is I really like Kendall Bryles as a play caller for Arkansas, and I think he's a big reason they overachieved last year, and he's still around. So it's not going to be an easy game, but it's one that I think Auburn can win. Christian, are we to LSU yet? No, not to LSU. Um oh, Arkansas is definitely Arkansas is an interesting pick. I didn't know where to put them. I was kind of tossing them around. I moved them around so much in the rankings just because I wasn't really sure what to think about them. Um, but for my seven, I've got Ole Miss. Um, you know, losing Matt Corral, he was a big part of last year's offense. Obviously, you do have Jackson Dart. You do have Altmeyer, who's returning and was the backup and played a little bit last year. But 
I'm just a little bit shaky on Ole Miss right now and not really sure kind of where they stack up as a team. Um, you obviously are going on the road there, but that's a place I think Auburn can win and not win easily, but it's not as tough of a road environment as some other places. So I've got Ole Miss at seven. Okay. This is good. Now we're getting interesting. Jason? I've got LSU at seven. Um, I, I think, you know, LSU is the potential. I, I think Brian Kelly is a really good football coach. There's just so many moving parts to this team. And, you know, this is – part of this is not necessarily what you think of the other team, but about matchup. Yeah. I don't think matchup-wise LSU is a big offensive team right yet. Now, they may be down the road, but I think they're going to be defense and run the ball, do those things. To me, that's a better matchup for Auburn than some others. And so I got LSU here at number seven because I think at home um, that's not a game that you're going to have to go match – teams with a bunch of points and so i think it's a better matchup for auburn so i got lsu at seven yeah i'm with you mark um i'll we'll double up here with arkansas i think it also falls on a good spot of the schedule that was my big reason for them because of the bye week i mean i just you know i see that georgia going at georgia at ole miss that's pretty tough for them that's that's going to be a tough ask in both of those games and so you kind of regroup recalibrate you'll be you'll be glad to be back home maybe by the middle of the season you're also looking at a, a confident Zach Calzada, TJ Finley, Robbie Ashford, you know, kind of getting that confidence under center um, and leading that passing game. And so I'm also with you there. And mainly for me, I think anybody, if it Mississippi State, Ole Miss, really anybody except for the heavy hitters had come after that bye week, I would have been pretty high um, on them. Christian, we really differ in Ole Miss. This is going to be interesting. Um, so for our seven pointers there, me and Mark both go with Arkansas. Christian is going with Ole Miss and Jason is going with LSU. And so, uh, Jason, now we're on to your sixth confidence point. Um, go ahead and get us started here. Yeah, I've got Arkansas at six. Um, again, I think it's about matchup. Um, you know, it's a pretty good matchup for Auburn when you're talking about you're really a, a running quarterback. They want to be physical and run the football. That should be a pretty good matchup for Auburn. You know, they've, they've recruited better. They got some key transfers in. I, I think it's a solid Arkansas team, but the only thing that gives me pause a little bit is, is almost the reverse of, of, Auburn LSU. Um, Auburn plays really well in Fayetteville, and normally when Arkansas plays well, it's in Jordan Hare. And so, uh, sometimes it's a little bit of a, a different feel here. But uh, I, I just think that you know this is a game again because of the matchup that I think is a little bit more you know you know in Auburn's favor. So I got Arkansas here. Yeah. So this is one where I really tossed around Arkansas, but I'm actually going Penn State um, at six. Um, I just don't think super highly of Penn State necessarily this season. Sean Clifford, whoever is at quarterback this year for Penn State, don't feel great about them. Don't feel great about them playing in what will be brutal weather at 2.30 um, in September in Auburn, Alabama. So I'm going with Penn State at six. I think Auburn, kind of same reasoning as the Mississippi State game there a little bit. I think Auburn wants to get some revenge. And because it is their first big game of the season, they got a couple tune-ups to start there. Um, roll through those and then roll into Penn State. And I feel pretty good about Auburn there. Yeah, I'm with Christian. I've got Penn State in this spot. Uh, I do think Sean Clifford's pretty good at quarterback. Um, but Penn State only won two of its last eight games last season. And, uh, you know, there's got to be some question about how confident the team is going to be coming to Jordan-Hare Stadium. And Penn State's recruited really, really well the last couple of years. Uh, but they've also lost some key guys. But, you know, when I was watching that game in person up there last year, I just kept thinking and thinking, Auburn's going to win this game unless it screws up. And Auburn screwed up. 
because I, I thought Auburn was a more talented team and, and should have gotten out of there with the wind. And, yeah, it was an exciting atmosphere. It was supercharged. The fans were really into it. But there was no way uh, that I thought Penn State was a more talented team last year. So, um, and, you know, I think Christian mentioned it. There should be a lot of guys on this Auburn team who were upset about the way that game went. And I think they'll be ready to do something about it in the rematch. So it's a game Auburn can certainly lose. It's a game Auburn definitely needs to win, big time needs to win. But uh, uh, it's not going to be easy. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Yeah, we're mostly hit a consensus here. So I'll also go Penn State um, with my sixth point there. So, um, yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it, I think it comes at an early part of the season. That's why I'm, I'm, been me personally, a little bit more confident in Auburn getting a win over Arkansas later on uh, because you do have that bye week um, and you're a little bit farther along in the season. I think maybe the early season matchup might play into Penn State's favor because it is, does have that veteran offense. And year nine under James Franklin, you should put yourself in a position to go win this game on the road in the SEC. But it is interesting now to see us all here kind of thinking the same kind of in this same hemisphere about games like Arkansas and Penn State because now you're not it's not the toss-up. That's not the word you would use, but it's getting into that range where you're saying these are pretty even matchups. And honestly, if Auburn's going to win – seven, eight, nine games, if they're going to, if they're going to approach their ceiling this season, these, this is the stretch of games um, they have to win. Um, Jason, you can go ahead and get us started here. Um, who, who has five confidence points for you? Yeah. I'm, I'm now on the, on the Penn state bandwagon. Um, I, I think it's a difficult game because they, they added some really good transfers to, to a roster that was pretty good and they recruited well. Um, but this is one, like Mark said, at a minimum, I, I thought it was, it was a toss up game last year and probably the home field might have had a little bit of an advantage. I think now you do the same thing for Auburn. You go, hey, pretty similar type teams. That's a game you should you should win if you're Auburn, um, if you're pretty close to talent level. And I think they are in this in this situation, unless you know, Penn State comes out and does something different. I think you know, for them, a couple of key losses, especially outside of wide receiver. Um, you know, he, he was a phenomenal player for, for Penn State last year. You have to replace a guy like that for Auburn. Um, you've got two weeks to figure things out uh, with Penn State coming in. Penn State has two weeks to kind of fine-tune things because of their experience. For Auburn, you got two weeks to figure things out, especially at quarterback, um, and and then you should have it really um, some things that Penn State hasn't prepared for. It should give you an advantage in this game, so I, that's why I put Penn State here. Yeah, so I've got Arkansas at five, um, and I know it's at five, so it's kind of on the second half there, but I do still, still feel – pretty confident about Auburn in this game. Um, 
you know, coming off the bye week gives Auburn a big advantage there. The only thing that concerns me, um, you know, Mark talked about it last year, they overachieved. They've kind of just been on an upward trajectory ever since Sam Pittman got there. And I wonder if they're going to be able to continue that somehow overachieve again this year um, and kind of keep things rolling. So that kind of concerns me maybe just a little bit, but I know it's only at five, but I do still feel pretty darn confident about Auburn in this game. I'm going with Mississippi State in this spot. I think Will Rogers is very dangerous at quarterback, particularly uh, in this system. If he's healthy and and playing well, it's going to be a challenging game. And normally I think Auburn will beat Mississippi State in any any, uh, average year, whether the – no matter where the game's played. But I've got concern about Auburn in this matchup because Mississippi State has got a lot of good defensive players back. They had a problem with their field goal kicking last year. They got a transfer in uh, named Massimo, who's supposed to be really good. So I think this is probably going to be one of Mississippi State's better teams. And, uh, you know, the Pirate is certainly different than everybody else in the SEC on how he calls plays. So it's it's going to be a bit of a challenge for the Tigers, particularly, uh, you know, if Auburn is not real healthy at this stage of the season. Mark, I dig your wavelength on this show. That is three straight picks for us that are exactly the same. Yeah, I, I'm higher on Mississippi State, I think, than 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 Jason and Christian were. You look at what Will, Will Rogers was able to do, and like Mark said, you know, this team is progressing well under Mike Leach. Um, they took a good step forward last season. You look at returning experience, too. That's what Mark was just referencing. Mississippi State, I think, is 15% higher in terms of their defensive returning production um, than the next best team in the sec so you couple that with an experienced quarterback um and a dangerous passing game now this is a game where auburn could go in there and win like 30 to 3 because you just never know with mississippi state when they're just when mike leach is just going to clunk out um all of a sudden but I, i'm i'm more afraid if, if i'm auburn i'm more afraid of a road game at mississippi state um than a home game against arkansas or a home game against penn state in my opinion um christian boy I cannot wait to hear your LSU take. Uh, <laughs> we, we better get it here on the four-pointer or else uh, this is going to be really interesting. Um, either way, we're getting into the top four now. So this is um, these are games that we are not super confident about, about Auburn winning, um, although Christian is going to have a little bit of a different list than the end of us, a little, little bit different of a list at the end here um, than the rest of us. And so, Mark, get us started here with uh, who you have four confidence points in. Well, I'm going with uh, the lane train at number four and because of his coaching ability and ability to call offenses. And I think he's probably got a really good quarterback in Jackson Dart in this year. And, uh, boy, they've really changed the roster. He's figured out how to handle the transfer portal. I think it's going to be a more talented roster than last year. And, you know, they were dangerous in 2021. I think they're going to be a little more dangerous this year. Um this game is at Jordan-Hare Stadium. I'd probably like Auburn, but over in Oxford, you know, Auburn play generally wins over there, but a lot of times it's a struggle. I think this is going to be a struggle as well. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, I've got Texas A&M, no number way. four. All right. Um, and I'm picking Texas A&M. Uh, you know, Texas A&M is going to come to Jordan-Hare, coming off Florida, coming off a couple other tough SEC games. Um I think Zach Calzada is going to be pretty fired up coming to that game. I still would pick Texas A&M in that, Texas A&M in that game right now, um, and that's why I've got them at four. I think that's a really tough defense that Auburn's going to have to face. Obviously, we saw the struggles of that last year when Auburn went to go play at Texas A&M. Um, unsure a little bit about the Texas A&M offense, but 
I think that defense can really kind of carry the load and probably will be able to in Jordan Hare, but I'm very curious to see how that game plays out. I really don't know what it's going to look like. It's going to be very interesting because of just where it lands in the schedule. You know, it's so late in the season. So many things will change, not only from now to then, but just from the first game of the season, even from the middle of the season until then. Yeah, I've got Texas A&M at four as well. Um, I, I think the matchup is a little bit better for me um, because of the fact that there's those offensive questions. Uh, now, they're talented. They've recruited at a very high level. A lot of that's on defense. It's going to be tough sledding um, for just about anybody against this Texas A&M defense for the, for the next few years. It was last year for Auburn. Um, they could not run the football. Um, it's the same guys basically back, um, you know, on this offense – can you find a way to run the football? And I think it's going to be really hard. And I, that's, that's where it starts for me in this game. Um, you know, it's, a, you know, you have a chance cause it's at home and um, in front of the home crowd, but I just think that the physicality in this game and um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that either one of these teams gets um, maybe not even gets into the twenties by the time this thing's over with, but I think it's really tough sledding for this Auburn offense can say them. Yeah. I've got Texas A&M as well. So three out of four of us, um, there, yeah, I agree. I mean, this is this reminds me of that. I mean, I think it could be very similar to that 2020 game. I think Texas A&M came into their rank number five um, in the country. They'll be similarly ranked to start the season. We'll see where they are um, at the very end. Like Christian said, Zach Calzada will be fired up for this game. It is in Auburn. If the, you know, last year in College Station didn't go very well. If this one was in College Station as well, you're you're not thinking very highly of of Auburn's chances. But yeah, it, it figures to be a defensive matchup here. Um, neither team necessarily is bringing back super high level quarterback play. I, I am really interested to see what Max Johnson does there um, at Texas A&M. And so, all right, Jason, we'll go now um, with the three points. So these are the three toughest games. I think we probably all have number two and number one the same, though. It'll be interesting to see you know what order those are in. Um, but behind presumably those two big rivals, Jason, what do you think the toughest game is on Auburn's schedule? Yeah, I've got Ole Miss at three um, for a couple of reasons. It, it's on the road, first of all. Second of all is, is where it falls on the schedule. It, it is the last of a really brutal stretch for this team. That I mean, it's seven straight games. Ole Miss is the last, and you're on the road. The third reason is, again, it's about matchup. I would expect Ole Miss to be really good offensively and score a lot of points, and it, to me that just doesn't feel like – it's a good recipe for this Auburn team. I just don't know that they're a team that's going to go out and score into the thirties and forties to try to win a football game. And, you know, Ole Miss, when you look at it, what they've done, at, you know, Jackson Dart obviously coming in, whether he's a quarterback or not, but Michael Trigg at tight end added a, a couple of talented wide receiver transfers, offensive tackle that Auburn wanted from the transfer market. They've, they've revamped uh, a lot of this roster, a lot of us on offense. And so, to me, it just doesn't feel like that this team is is made to to win what could be you know kind of a shootout type of game, and so because of that, um, I got Ole Miss uh, in there at number three. All right, we officially made it to LSU, um, so I've got them at number three, and the reason I've got them at number three, we're doing confidence, the most confident Auburn wins the game. I have no idea what LSU is going to look like this season. No clue. They could be horrible. They could honestly be horrible, and Auburn could blow them out. And Jordan Hare would not be surprised about that at all. Also, they've got Jaden Daniels. They've got some other quarterbacks that I think could be pretty decent. And Brian Kelly, I do think, is a pretty decent coach. Um, interested to see how he transitions to the SEC because I haven't thought overly highly of him at Notre Dame in big games especially. And this is kind of 
probably LSU's first big game. They do play Florida State, but Florida State to start the season. So I've got them at number three simply because I have no idea what to think about LSU. Um, I don't know if they're going to be really good. I don't know if they're going to be really bad or something in between. So I've got them at number three just because I really don't know what to expect out of LSU this season. I've got uh, Texas A&M at number three for several reasons. Uh, number one, I think this is a team that's going to get better as the season goes along. They didn't really go big into the transfer market. Yeah, they got Max Johnson in a, at quarterback, but not much else. And but boy, they've got lots of young talent on this roster in the last couple of recruiting classes. I think these guys will, be, you know, get better as the season goes along. And it's game ten for Auburn. And I don't think Auburn's the deepest team in the world, uh, particularly compared to SEC teams. And you know, this is the type of, type of game that you know in November injuries could be a factor for Auburn. And uh, plus, you know, Texas A&M comes in and plays well in Jordan Hare Stadium traditionally. And I think that's going to be the case again this year. So that's why I've got the Aggies as the third toughest game on Auburn's schedule. Yeah, I'll agree with uh, with Jason here and and pick the Rebels on the road with my uh, with my third point. And Mark had him had him just one pick um, behind with his fourth confidence point. Yeah, it, like Jason said, it goes along with the positioning of where the game is. Um, you know, obviously where it is on the schedule. Coming off of that Georgia game, shouldn't be easy to turn right around and go to Oxford to what presumably will be a pretty different team. Um, Georgia, you're talking about very obviously, you know, def- defensive oriented to a spread offense and something that runs very fast at Ole Miss. Now, granted, a lot like LSU, I think Ole Miss is pretty unpredictable on this schedule because they've got a lot of nice pieces. They brought in a huge transfer class, LSU, a huge transfer class as well. We'll see how that translates. I do like what LSU has in terms of you know coach and Lane Kiffin and obviously they've built up a lot of continuity there but for me I had Texas A&M as I've got more confidence in Auburn beating Texas A&M in Jordan-Hare Stadium toward the end of the season once they've sort of figured things out and whatever that even looks like whether it's a six win seven win eight win team versus playing Ole Miss in in the middle of October on the road in Oxford immediately after a huge body blow game um, against Georgia where presumably you're going to get thrown around in a in a very physical game against maybe the most talented team in the country. And so we will now move on to what we have as the second most difficult opponent. Um, it's the second, the second least confident you are um, in Auburn. The only teams left for all of us are Georgia and Alabama. So we'll see how those two um, suss out between the four of us. So Mark, who do you have with your second confidence point? You know, it could be either one. I, I don't have much confidence that Auburn can win either one of these games. I'll go Alabama at this spot because Auburn played that game really tight against Alabama last year and should give the players who are returning some confidence they can win the game. And, uh, you know, Auburn has done well in Tuscaloosa over the years, but, I mean, the recent trend has not been good for the Tigers at Bryant-Denny Stadium, and uh, I think this is going to be a tough game because of the talent difference. Yeah, I'm going with Alabama for the same reason. Um, I mean – just strictly pretty much based off last year's game um, in terms of maybe Auburn does carry a little bit of confidence going into this game simply because they did learn last year that they kind of can hang with this team if they perform very well. And I mean, Alabama didn't perform very well, but you know, things stacked up in Auburn's favor in that game. So I'm going with Alabama at two, but honestly, if I could just do Alabama and Georgia both at one, I probably would. Um, It's kind of just a toss up here between those two teams. Yeah, I've got, 
Georgia here too um, at number two, just because I just think Alabama is much better offensively than Georgia is and much more dangerous offensively. Um, you know, really, the you know, I probably would have Alabama here at two for those reasons if they were playing the game in Jordan Hare again, but they're not. And so, because of that, having to go on the road, it, you're right. I, Christian, I agree. If you just tied at one, you'd probably be where you are. But I think, I think Alabama, from a roster standpoint, is the most talented team in the league because of the skill position guys they have on offense and things they're doing. So, that's why I've got Georgia here, just maybe a shade behind them, just because. It might be a game if you go out and play lights out defensively that you're in the game, you know, in the middle of the third quarter because Georgia's not as dangerous offensively, in my opinion. Well, it's funny you guys say that because when we crank out a composite on this thing or whatever I'm going to do with it tomorrow, um, they will be tied for number one because half of us had Georgia and half of us had Alabama with the two points. So there's no point even going into all. Everyone just explained why they they position these teams. Um, where they were which is which is great um, I'm with Jason I've got Georgia with my second confidence point the only reason I say that is because you look at recent history in games played away from Jordan Hare Stadium Alabama since since Cam Newton beat them in Tuscaloosa in games since then Alabama scores 46.6 points per game there um, and so Auburn I don't see even coming close to being able to compete with that obviously that's months away we'll see but you look conversely since Auburn won in Athens in 2005 Georgia's scoring total been much lower now that's 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 not to say Auburn has a you know great shot in that game but I do think if Auburn you know a few explosive plays here and there a few mistakes from from Stetson Bennett who is not as you know I know you just beat Bryce Young for the national championship but you you like Bryce Young maybe as a ceiling and as a quarterback and he just won the Heisman a little bit better in terms of explosion on offense and so I just think when you look at these two games Auburn could catch some good breaks in Tuscaloosa and they could still lose by 28. I think they catch good breaks in Athens, and maybe you've got a one-score game in the fourth quarter because you're just talking about less proven of an offense, an offense that hasn't beaten you into submission every single time you play um, at their house. And so um, it will be split there at the top. Um, like I said, we'll do something, auburnundercover.com. Tomorrow we'll put something up about uh, about this list and everybody's picks and go through and uh, and give sort of a composite rating for uh, for our confidence for Auburn's. 2022 schedule so uh that was fun you guys i appreciate you guys uh hopping on we went a little bit long it's almost uh almost 40 minutes here but you know we'll continue uh looking at auburn's schedule with with guests obviously we've got old miss coming up next and then it's an interesting game um against arkansas and we'll we'll keep chugging away at that until sec media days so appreciate you guys so much for listening to this episode of the auburn undercover podcast if you guys like it please go leave us a five-star review that is the number one thing that helps us out the intro and outro music is by beats by mordecai you guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. And if you want, on Twitter, on the YouTube comments, on Facebook, on, on message boards, wherever, definitely leave us your thoughts on uh, on our picks for this schedule. Um, don't give Christian as much grief as I thought I was going to because I do get his reasoning a good bit now um, since he explained himself. But uh, you know, definitely leave us your thoughts on, on what you think about Auburn's 2022 schedule. And uh, with that, we'll catch you guys later. Everybody have a great rest of the week.